0: Welcome to another episode of the Levity Floatcast. Today we sit down with interior designer Casey Cope. So sit back, relax, and floatcast. It's wild to see like folks come out because especially if they've never floated before, it's always good for us. I mean, Troy and I have floated like a a bunch of times, but it's always good to see somebody come out after their first experience. How do you feel?
1: I mean, it went like, it went a lot faster than I thought. Like (laughs) I thought I was be there running through you know the to-do list and then the music came back on oh man but it was great I mean I really like I will definitely do it again for sure yeah
2: awesome
0: it's such a wild experience I mean to lay back and all of a sudden did you find any like tension and pressure
1: yeah I mean that was like my biggest like I tried to not walk in with any take, like with any expectations whatever but I mean, like my neck. Like I just kept feeling my shoulders going all the way up mm. and then I had to push them back down and I mean, it was like wild how much was was up there. So,
0: what about the thoughts when it went silent? How was that for you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't do I don't do silence very often. It's <laughs> <was> really interesting <laughs> one to hear how that went. Yeah, if there's not music playing, I'm like talking to myself, whatever. Um you know, it was go- I mean, it was good. Like uh I'm not used to that, and I think often, I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of therapy, I see my therapist at least once a week, and he's always like, and now would be a good time for you, like in that situation, it would be a good time for you to meditate, Casey, I'm like, how many times you gotta tell me to meditate, and I'm not gonna <laughs> do it, and I always blame it on like the technology, I'm like, well, my phone's always going, I always have a client calling, and in there, there's nothing. And so when your my my thoughts are still racing and going, I'm like, "This this is a me. Thing. like obviously technology I think uh, heightens it mm-hmm. um, but very much of that I was like oh no this is because I don't like quiet myself I don't take the time to breathe um, so yeah it was uh, it was nice though It was like refreshing because it doesn't happen I don't get that very often so
2: yeah this is a really abstract question but as uh, an interior designer like do you, like, organize your mind kind of, like, that way? Like, and is it being in the tank, that you almost like, succeed that? Because like, I'm a musician, a rapper specifically, and, like, I, like, think in cadence sometimes. Not all the time, but... Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I'm, like, kind of, like, a pretty... I- I've been thinking about this lately. Like, I think I'm a pretty messy creative in some ways, where I'm, like, doing one thing, and then the next thing happens, and if I feel like writing, I write, and then I go to something else. And so I, I almost wish I was, like, more disciplined in thought but mm. I'm not, but I will say as an interior designer, I did notice like the lighting was so lovely and like, the whole <laughs> space is just so welcoming. Cause I think there's a way where it could feel um, like sterile. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it feels like clean, but not, I'd hate the words. Like sterile is good obviously, but like. Makes you still, think of a doctor's
2: office or something yes, like yeah. Yeah. being experimented. Over?
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, Are they like, am I doing this right? And I did have yeah. that a couple of times that thought like, am I doing this right? Like, there's no right, like, Casey, just, like, enjoy the experience. Yeah, but, uh, say that again. There's no, no right way to do this. Yeah, there is no, well, and that was another thing. Like, halfway through, or maybe, I don't know, you know, you kind of lose your sense of time. My eyes were, like, burning, because I think I, like, I touched my face. Mm. So, I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to I'm gonna get a bad grade if I, like, go and use the towel to wash my <laughs> face. Lift. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, you have to own your experience. There mm-hmm. is no right way to do this. I'm not getting graded. Uh... And that was kind of freeing, actually, because I think a lot of my value, um, probably as a designer, is like the feedback from others and how I'm doing on other spaces. and mm. to have this place where I was like, "Oh, it doesn't, like, doesn't mm. matter. It just does. This, this is for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, long-winded way of answering question. I don't think my thoughts had much, much of a rhythm at all, <laughs> unfortunately. That's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Casey, okay. I mean, it was so happy to see you come out of there feeling good. Um, you came in, It, like I said, it was, I could tell it was needed. You, yeah. You're busy. You're a busy person. Um, where did this, where did you grow up? Can you tell us, like, where you grew up at?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I grew up in Pittsburgh, um, right in the North Hills, uh, but my my grandmother, who's like a big part of sort of my story and um, you know inspiration, my whole family uh, grew up in Sharpsburg. My great grandparents immigrated from Italy to Sharpsburg, and then my grandmother was born there. My mom was born there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, North Hills. Uh, my parents, I I credit them with a lot. Uh, they our house. You know, I think a lot about our houses, obviously, in my in my job and. Um, we I mean, grew up with a big house, not a lot of money, but they—my mom was like the ultimate hostess. I mean, my mom was making <laughs> like charcuterie boards before they were cool. We called them cheese plates, you know. And we had like oh, entertainment salami. She had like a drawer of salami, and that was the entertaining salami. Couldn't eat it because if someone was coming over, Ruth had to be ready to make a cheese board. And then my dad's like this great artist. Uh, we had like he and not per, not by trade, just you know on the side, but. Uh, wacky guy and we had this like he built a gold mine over the backyard because he like mm. liked the idea of gold mines and so he like built it with two by fours and we did Christmas cards that had nothing to do with Christmas so anyway just like a lot of love and a lot oh. of fun in that house um good people so yeah
0: it sounds like such a warm environment yeah very much so yeah
1: I think I took it for granted until I got to be adult sometimes we're not like going to people's houses and you know I'm like Oh, you! Not everybody's house you can just like put your feet up on the table or expect like food. I don't know, or like this like ease. I think that my parents um, gave us in the house, um, and just like a lot of fun. Like we really had a. They weren't perfect people, um, but we had a lot of fun growing up.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, like you said, it sounds like the house that everybody went to. Yeah, yeah it I mean, was. guess salami.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's where i'm going ruth where are you at like 100 percent.
0: yeah that's i mean it just sounds like it's filled with love and like such a interesting environment of like warmth and welcoming yeah um is that like when you see homes and you work on interior design are those things that you try to like replicate in uh, the homes of others
1: yeah i mean i think you know, one of my like taglines, I suppose, is like it's never about the pillow for me. Um, it's about like, I'm never gonna be a designer or or hold me to it if i if I lose this. Who's designing for a magazine before before life? Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like there are so many homes where things is you know just so, and we're trying to keep up with the people next to us. And it's like a facade. Um, you know, I have a two year old niece now, and she's at my mom's house or she comes to my house. and like, it's sort of my like it's like the test it's like the millie test like if she you know if there's something i'm worried about i'm like that's not what life is like i want her to like be curious and try things out and so so yeah i think what i'm designing it's like is this a great couch absolutely but is this gonna like serve that family like are they gonna be able to watch tv and have popcorn and like spill a beer on the couch you know with friends <laughs> or are they gonna like be upset about that the whole night and if that's the case like God, don't sign me up for that I I don't want to do that um, I want to build spaces where people can have their lives and be really happy
2: mm. Mm, that makes a lot of sense I, I have to go back real quick to your <laughs> upbringing with you being like the, the fun house um, did like your grandma and like mom and whatnot make like traditional Italian food like meatballs from scratch oh, yeah. and whatnot oh yeah are you bringing that you know do you do that in your house too
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah come on over anytime <laughs> I love cooking you where I was going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our competitive sport, you know, you meet families who are like, they have these like board games and stuff. Our competitive sport is at lunchtime, we're talking about what well, we're eating at dinner. Like what's next, <laughs> you know, dinner time. what's for what's breakfast, <laughs> like, yeah. It's me and my dad, 100%. <laughs> You're my people, it's good people. Yeah,
0: there's something that we were always talking about the community of the communal, sitting down, there's things you could do with food and just the feelings that it transcends and gives back to others. So as an interior designer, you grew up in Sharpsburg. Talk us through that process. How did we get here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty, pretty riding road. So uh, I, I joke, I think my parents are some of the only parents who like wanted their kid to go to art school. Um, oldest mm. child awesome. at the time, mm. very much a rule follower. So I was like, no. And my dad, I told you, you know, was, was an artist and like, but ever by trade. So it's like, this is your dream. So then I go to University of Pittsburgh, which is a great, great school, yeah. and majored in communications. Um, but just like a very, you know, like I felt like that was the traditional route, and that's what I should do. Um, when I was at Pitt, heard about a nonprofit uh, that was like dedicated to um, educational equity for all kids, sort of regardless of their socio-economic, uh, socioeconomic <laughs> and economic backgrounds or um, you know their racial backgrounds, and so like fell in love and I found hard for that. Mm. um so I started working for them when I was undergrad I was recruiting kids to do the program before I was in the program I was like drinking the kool-aid um and then joined the program and moved to Charlotte North Carolina uh right after school taught fourth grade and you know we talked about this a little earlier but like (laughs) kids are just like brilliant resilient wonderful Mm. um and I just like had this real belief right that kids like regardless of their background deserved like a, just a wonderful education and, and all the opportunities uh, that I was afforded. Um, so fast forward taught for a couple years and then joined this the, the, that nonprofit staff um, and government grants, blah 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 administrative mm-hmm. stuff and bought my first house about five years ago. Sorry, I'm trying to go as fast as this as I can because no, it's so you're convoluted. Good. You're good. <laughs> uh, bought my first house and bought it on a nonprofit salary. So I was a nonprofit. I was married at the time. Um, my ex-husband was a teacher. And so, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. Neither of us had any kind of family money. We lived with a friend for a couple of years beforehand to save money for a house. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I got in that house and started fixing it up. And like, people were slowly like, you should write about this, like, it's so cool what you're doing, and, mm. you know, started writing a blog back in the blog days, and then um, slowly people started asking me, like, do you see clients? I was like, yeah, all the time, sure thing. <laughs> 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 That's some of that nonprofit, right? I, I wasn't uh-huh. a traditionally trained teacher, and, and went into the classroom, uh, and so I think some of that, some of that came back. And um, so yeah, I started working in people's homes, which I think is just like an incredible gift, because I think that is like a very intimate space. Um, and so to be, to be welcome into people's houses, I think is is, is quite amazing. Um, so yeah, so I'd hustled it for five years or so, mm. went through a pretty messy divorce, moved back home to Pittsburgh, uh, said I wasn't gonna do the design thing, I was gonna do one job. You know, I was gonna work at Teach for America, and that was it. Uh, and then i think the things that we're supposed to do somehow kind life of come unfolds back. yeah so i left my full time job in july and, and here we are so
0: i think can we double back to yeah. the, to the 4th grade classroom i think it was really interesting to have that conversation before we uh, before you got in the tank as we were just chatting and can you share with some of the experience that you saw as somebody that was behind the curtain and worked in the education field for a couple years um, what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah i mean i mean first of all like edu- like being a teacher is the hardest thing hands down that i have ever done um and so uh you know uh, any educators that are listening like a big time thank you um and i cannot imagine being an educator over the last you know two years um but yeah i mean my experience like i uh i mean first of all it was like never the kids it was never the kids like <laughs> um you know i just like they were incredible, um, and they were these people with their stories, and like they were fourth graders, but they were like little humans, you know. And <laughs> um, but the problem, in in my eh, problem is maybe an aggressive word, but like the system itself was just like not organized for the kids who I taught to succeed at all. Um, and I just thought, in general, like I didn't see a ton of innovation happening in education at a systems level, right? You see it at a, yeah. in a classroom level or, or or that kind of thing, individual teachers, but. Like, I just thought at, at large, our system was really failing kids. Um, and I think, you know, I was saying to you earlier, like, the way we watch TV is different. The way we watch movies is completely different. The way we shop, right? Like, you can, have, you can be, like, not make a ton of money and have a personal, like, personal stylist through mm-hmm. Stitch, Stitch, Stitch Fix, fix. right? <laughs> um, I can design houses for someone whose house I've never been in. Like, I'm designing for people who live in Florida, Colorado. But, like, the way we teach kids... Like by and large, school looks very similar um, to how it did, you know, when my great when my grandmother was in school, um, and that I just don't think is is serving kids in the world that we live in now.
0: It's it's such a tough thing to watch because agreed. I mean, we host a lot of parents who just need an hour to like slip out of the world, and we also host uh, quite a few teachers who are just at their ropes end, um, and a lot of the same things shared that one of it's never the kids it's never really the kids and the students that they have it's the system it's the administrators it's the overwork um can't do enough and very little no support at home I mean you're really ice skating uphill and it's such a tough thing and I think people need to hear that from you know people that are passionate about helping and hey this I couldn't ice skate uphill anymore I, I I'm out yeah um it, it's it's just fascinating. I'm always real surprised, but uh hopefully it gets better.
1: yeah, it's one of those things. oh, I'm sorry. oh, no, no. As, that I'm just like dealing with in like this like newer state, like because, you know, I side hustled uh, five, six years, you know, designing on the side and working full time. And it is something that I'm like struggling with right now is is just like what feels like a very big departure from sort of like nonprofit uh, nonprofit work to. Like being an entrepreneur, um, picking how my days are, you know, having more control over my life, and also it's like, here I am, like picking a pillow when, like, just five months ago I'm talking about like, you know, systemic inequities, and and so just mm. trying to figure out like where is like where is my voice in that, um, and I think like I am still providing quite a lot of like help, but like in a very different way. Um, so yeah, just sometimes like it's one of those things. I'm just like continually working through and and thinking about um and certainly does inform my work but I haven't like quite nailed down exactly how to explain it I suppose
2: interesting so prior to uh interior design as a side hustle especially with like you know your parents pushing you to do art was there like any thought of something like that or any like inclination towards any artistic endeavor
1: yeah I mean I I was always in art classes, Uh, I was always making stuff with my hands, Um, you know, we did, like my dad would do these like wild and crazy Christmas cards that we'd help with, or like he would do this train display every other year, we'd like literally take everything out of the basement, move it upstairs. My mom would have, we'd have like 300 people at the house over the holiday seasons, (laughs) again, Ruthie making cheese boards and my dad downstairs like doing the train display. Um, So yeah, like always very hands-on and sort of a builder, and so, I did, you know, I, I really thought about going for like textile design was like something I was really interested in. Um, but ultimately, I think, uh, you know, I just felt like very much, I don't know, I was like a real rule follower at the time and felt like <laughs> this is what I do. I go to a four-year school and then I do this. And like, I don't know, it kind of took my life kind of crashing down a little bit for me to be like, wow, it's like, you don't have to follow. Like, that. who told you that? You know, um, so.
0: I think that I think that's a really interesting moment. You've mentioned twice now you were a rule follower. Yeah. When did you realize it was okay to break that mold?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was funny because my parents would always be like, you could have a little more fun, Casey. Like, break the rules sometimes. <laughs> they're great. You're they're great really, parents. They're really good. <laughs> <bad>. they're, <laughs> the <best. laughs> yeah. Yeah. they're the best. They're the best. They're the best. Yeah, when did I realize it? I mean, I, um, so I went through, like, a really very messy divorce. Um, it was, like, you know, it was the culmination of, uh honestly like a really bad marriage. Um, we, we shouldn't have been together. Um, and I, I share this because I think it's like a really big part of my story. I'm always like hesitant because you don't want people to like you don't want people to think of like a, me, a victim mentality or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it was an abusive marriage, like verbally, uh, physically from time to time. And um, you know, culminated like it took an affair for me to be like, I gotta get out of this. I've gotta get out of this. And so kind of like overnight, pack up my bags, move home. And um, in all of that, I think I realized, like, uh, all these things that, like, I think I wanted to change but, like, kept telling myself I couldn't because I was in a marriage and I had to make it work and I was working this job and I was getting paid well and all of the things that I was supposed to be doing, Mm -hmm. I was doing them and I was miserable. I was miserable. Um, And so, I don't know, like, on the other side, it's been incredibly challenging. You know, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but it also, like opened up this, this new thought for me where it's like, I, I'm the one who's in charge of this. Like, this is on me, you know? Mm. Um, and, and I have a lot more control and agency than I think I have. Um, and these rules that I tell myself mm. are like, completely made up. Completely made up, you know? So like mm. My parents wanted me to go to art school and I'm the one telling myself the rule is go to a four-year, four-year school. Mm. You know, like, they didn't do that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think since then I'm like, let's have a little more fun. You know, life's pretty serious, and, and we can't control much of it. Um, and so the stuff we can do, like, can I have a little bit more fun with it?
0: That's an amazing story. Absolutely amazing. And thanks for sharing that, because, like, people need to hear that. There is another side to that keyhole. Mm. And when you, you... You can pass through, but it takes hearing it from other humans. So...
2: Mm-hmm. Can you walk us through what, you know, so... You start doing this as a side hustle and like you get people that are hitting you up saying like, oh, do you take clients? And you're kind of like, you know, telling white lies like, yeah, <laughs> what's that first <laughs> walk us through that first time you enter someone's house and you you know, you know you do your first design?
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I you know, one really important step sort of in this process is there was an interior designer in Charlotte where I was living in North Carolina um, and she wasn't traditionally trained. And I became obsessed with her, like literally fangirl, like researched everything about her. I knew everything about her, I read every post, every blog post, everything. And I wrote Christina this letter and it's one of those like really proud moments of my Mm. life. People are like, are you embarrassed when you read that letter? I'm like, no, I'm so proud of it. You know, like I wrote her this letter and I was like, listen, I have no background in this, but here's a picture of the corner of my house and here's a picture of my coffee table, you know? And I will work for you for free. You tell me where you want me to meet you, like I'll be there. I'll be there like whatever it takes, you know, my parents raised I I think really hungry kids Um, And so I was like you tell me where you tell me where so she like took this huge risk on me and was like come on over taught me so much, you know Um, I like will never not be I will never not sing her praises. What's her name? Christina Lewis? um, the redesign company like salt of the earth wonderful woman Um, So yeah, so I had like picked up some of the skills with her um, and then yeah, first client and I'm like, oh my God, how much do I charge? (laughs) Well, how about $20 an hour? $20 an hour sounds good. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, I just figured it out. Like I, if I didn't know the answer, I like kind of like I would either tell the client, like I actually don't know. I think a lot of times we're afraid to say, I don't know. I don't know, but I will damn sure figure it out for you. Um, or, if it didn't feel like it had to, or sometimes it'll be like, yeah, you know what, let me get back to you. Like, Google, call Christina, you know, call other entrepreneurs. Um, but, you know, one of the things I think I learned from her was like, everything can change. You, nothing is written in stone here. You know, like, you can innovate, you can evolve, you can, you can change your business model. And, and how I do it now is so different than... Mm. of course than when i started <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> which is good <laughs> yeah.
2: honestly like, that's so like humble and amazing like people don't understand the value of like you know you were willing to work for someone that you admired for free and people are always thinking like well i gotta be making like, a dollar but like the knowledge that you gained mm. is worth 20 times more than any dollar that she would have paid you or anyone would have paid you.
1: Well, and 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 pro- props to her cuz she was like, you're not going to do this for free. Like your time is valuable. Um and but I really would have I've been like, I'll do whatever. Like, I'll I'll peel the paint off the wall, you know, like <laughs> I don't care. Mm. I had when I was teaching, I I mean, I've always worked two jobs, like always. Um and I mean, it's wild cuz like this is the first time in my life I'm working one job, but we know entrepreneurship is million jobs Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but you know when I was teaching I was working at a spray tanning booth um because of the the woman who owned that was like this incredible entrepreneur and that's what she did she opened up businesses and there was this like part of me Hmm. I think probably more so than even being an artistic kid like I was a pretty entrepreneurial kid like I was always doing I was always doing something for a buck yeah and uh I was like "I'll, I'll clean I'll clean The spray tanning booths like but can Mm. i just watch what you do like can i just watch how you do this and um i think there's something to be said for like rolling your sleeves up and like learning something like being in the arena um Mm. and and yeah i mean i i i'm grateful for all those experiences for sure
0: do you listen to Eric Thomas at all? He's a motivational speech speaker, but he no, talks about like anything, anytime, anywhere, being mm-hmm. there, 100% showing up, not just talking about it, doing it. And everything you shared just kind of encapsulated and made me think of like, I'll tag you in some of okay. his posts, um, but you'll definitely be into it. Um, what's your process like now? I mean, you have did the side hustle, but it sounds like you made the commitment, made the turn. I'm doing this full time. What's your process like with clients now?
1: Yeah. Um, so right now, you know, I, I get to work with people virtually. I work with people in person in Pittsburgh. It's really like a pretty, a pretty solid mix. Um, but, you know, the way I sort of I start, I think that's sort of where the magic is probably in my in my business is like I do a lot of intake. And so like when yeah. I but like when I talk to someone on the phone. Um, like I had them fill out a survey ahead of time, and it's like a questions you would assume an interior designer would ask you, like, what's your favorite color? Uh, you know, like, how do you, I don't know, like, who lives in the house? But then I have a lot of questions in there that I think are, are like not expected. Um, and so one is, like, how do you want the house to feel? And if someone says mid-century modern, you know, I think you can tell us about me. I'm a little bit of a feelings gal. I'm like, wait, how does, is mid-century modern a new feeling that I've never heard? Farmhouse, how does that feel? <laughs> um, I'm like, what is it about those? You know, like, why do you like mid-century mm. modern? Is it because it feels clean? It feels simple, right? Or, mm. or do you like farmhouse because it feels comfortable? Like, what are the feelings? Um, I ask them if they like chocolate or they like cheese. Like, I ask them who their favorite musicians are because, again, I want to know that stuff because it can, it can really play out pretty beautifully in a home um, and, and, and in subtle ways too. So I spend a lot of time on the front end kind of getting to know them.
2: So when you ask those questions, like if someone tells you like a musician, like do you like that you don't know, like will you like listen to them? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, wow. um,
1: gosh, what was the name? I was, I was doing a client, they live in Florida. Her mom is from, oh, I'm gonna get this wrong. I wanna say Belize anyway she told me about this artist and i would butcher his name if i say it so i will not say that but i could send it to you um and and i like listen to his stuff i'm like this is awesome um and found like i found like old like um pr- i would like fine prints you know of these of uh, of this artist like i've you know done record albums Whoa. that kind of thing yeah
2: that's super cool yeah, it's very personal and thoughtful uh, yeah
1: yeah i mean that's why i say it's like i um listen i'm competing with like modsy, which is sort of like the I would say like the stitch fix of like interior design where you like put some stuff in there, it spits you out of room. And and that's great. Um but I have to think like that's my competition. And so what makes me different is mm. like I'm gonna get to know you. I'm gonna get to know how you live in your house. I'm gonna get to know like where your shoes wind up at the end of the day. Mm. You know, and that sounds really silly, but like I wanna know, like I love it when that I go into serious a serious thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, the shoes, right? Like when I go into someone's house and they like picked up, I'm like, I, I messed up my job because I want to walk into someone's house and I want to see their life. Uh, I want to see how you live in a space um, so that I can design for that. Um, whereas like I think some of these computerized programs, you don't get sort of that, um, that personal touch. Uh, and so, yeah, that's why I'll ask like, and I think sometimes people are like, why is she asking me these things? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, I had a client call today, you know, cold call. And, you know, I think she wanted to hear about me. And I was like, oh, well, where do you work? And what do you do? (laughs) I'm like interviewing her, you know? So, anyway. So,
2: if someone says to you, like, the mid-century modern thing, is there a certain point where you're just like, I'll just hand you over to so-and-so because she'll do a better job? (laughs) Mm.
1: Breaking up with clients. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, there have been... It's been more when I can tell... um, how do I word this like uh, smartly, because um, like you guys can see I'm like think a thought and then I say it. Um, it's like sometimes when I think I'm like working with someone who it's it's like not about the couch, like or I'm sorry, it's like not about the couch. like sometimes you can realize like I could give this person mm. a slam dunk room, and there's something a lot deeper there, um, mm. that probably I'm not the person to solve, or there's a better designer for them who is going to design like, the room from Better Homes and Gardens, and love those, you know, Better Homes and Gardens would love to be in your magazine, but, but when they're (laughs) designing, like, a space just for that purpose, like, I'm not your girl, Mm. you know, I'm not your girl, Um, and so I can, you know, there are certain questions I do ask that I can kind of sometimes pick up on that, Um, but also, I've been, you know, I I think it was, like, really, it was a gift uh, to do this as a side hustle for so long, because, you know, and, and when I was doing it as a side hustle, I felt like I wasn't being successful because I wasn't a full-time entrepreneur. But what I think it taught me was like, how to say no to things that I mm. would not have said no to had had I been like riding hard and that was you the whole right. And now, I sort of like have that in good instinct where I'm like, uh, if I say no to this person, the next person who comes along, it's the right person. I have the right amount of time for them. Um, so yeah, I think like doing it as a side hustle um, was, re- was w- 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 like, really informed um, some of my gut instincts now that I think I would have been learning the hard way, <laughs> um, so.
0: I think it's one of those things to hear you talk about designing a room for somebody and the purposes, you clearly have a passion for that. Where does that come from?
1: Yeah, um, you know, so when I was designing my first house, it was, like, this one thing that I felt I had some control over. Um, you know, there was like a lot of like chaos in my life. And um, when you looked at my house or you looked at my life, it was like, oh, they're, they're doing great. You know, the two of them are good. Um, and then, and so like I was getting a lot of praise for that house, but like it never felt like home. It was never a mm. home. I, I never like walked into that house and was like, huh, here I am. You know, not in the way that I would when I go to my parents' house, you know? Yeah. Um, and so when I moved back to Pittsburgh, I lived with my parents for about six months. And, you know, and I would say, like, I was a good designer in Charlotte. I think I did a good job.
0: Yeah.
1: I moved with my parents, lived with them for about six months, trying to get, like, everything my health back in line, my brain, you know. And I was looking for this house in Sharpsburg. And the only thing I knew when I moved back was, like, I gotta get, I want a house in Sharpsburg. Like, every, like, I felt like my instincts were so wrong, like everything felt wrong, you know, except for that. It was Mm. like the one thing. So I I took a long time, find this house in Sharpsburg, and um, the first four or five months I was in there, I wasn't doing much on the house. Like I was really just kind of like partying, like trying to drink away what was going on in my life, dealing with a divorce, Mm -hmm. lots of lawyer shit um and then COVID happened and i was like stuck in this house and i was reminded of like wow this is something i can control and i can find some satisfaction in um and and so i like went crazy like i started tearing down walls with the plaster i mean this was stuff i had never even done ever you know and i'm like thousand pounds of plaster down on a weekend, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my, my my muscles are so <laughs> after that, I needed a float after yeah, that, Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it just became, and like, when I was doing that house, I was like, this is mine, like, this mm. is my time to be like, I am reclaiming, and like, and this old house, that like, so much of the beauty had been covered up, and I, like, I love an analogy, but like, so much of the beauty had been covered up, and I kind of felt like that's what happened to me, like, I just got smaller, and smaller, and smaller, in this marriage, um, and I i don't know, it was like, everybody's like, you saved that house, my like, house saved me, mm. it saved me, and then when I started thinking about getting back into design work, I was like, I, I can't do this where I just pick a West Elm pillow and call it a day, like, I have got to get to know these people, and it has got to be about more than the picture at the end, it's just mm. got to be for me, um, because I genuinely believe and I think this is what like keeps me in this and like why my brain is always obsessing about this is like I think when people are right at home, you can go out in the world and be a better daughter, mm. be a better friend, be a better employee, but like it really like I think the way we grew and I saw that with my students, you know, like I saw kids who were like sleeping on the floor of a 7 Eleven mm. at night because that's what their parents had to do to make ends meet. And then I'm gonna expect him to come to school the next day and participate at the same level, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and so I just think maybe that's the connection there that I'm just realizing. It's like I do think like our homes can be like incredibly healing, or they can be prisons. Um, and I don't I don't want someone living in a house that you're too obsessed with the color of the sofa mm-hmm. to like kick your feet up, you know. And and those are not. I, I don't think I work with those people anymore because they come to me, they follow my Instagram account, and if they want that, they, they follow me. <laughs> like, okay, well, See you later. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. Sorry, it just yeah. got very... No, that out. was,
0: I mean, that's where it comes from. You can yeah. see when you, when you speak it into existence and it's, it comes out of you. Like, there's a voice that just, you speak it. And that's where, like, separates you and then all the others. Um, because it's equally important to know who you want to work with is equally as important as to who you don't want to work with, Um, especially in the situation of, you know, going from a side hustle to now turning that corner and going full-time. What was that like going from a side hustle to a complete full-time?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been, so I took a month, um, and again, this is one of those, like, who tells you what you can do and not do? So I, I finished work on July, like, 18th, I think, And then, and these are people, I mean, these are like my best friends. You know, I like came up with these people. I was 10 years in an organization. Last day was July 18th. July 20th, I go to Mexico for a month. And I was like, I gotta like, as I know, if I go to work for myself on July 20th, I run this thing the same way I've been running it as a side hustle. And it's not a side hustle anymore, Hmm. you know? So I go to Mexico um, and I like, I don't know. It was just like this incredible space that I didn't, feel like I had here, um, where I had to, like, answer to nobody, and, like, you know, half the day, I'll just lay at the pool. It wasn't even like I was, like, in it, but, like, just the, the brain space that it created, and that's where I was, like, oh, why am I not doing an intake form with clients that asks them about their lives? Like, why am I not asking that, you know? So I did that, and then when I came back, um, it was just, like, wheels to the ground. Like, I, I feel really grateful that, like, I mean, COVID it's been, like, terrible you know. um, um, What's there to say? Right, right, like how do I, uh, but what I think it did do was like for the home industry, you know, it has like, it has made people realize, it has forced people to realize like how important our spaces are, and so I have been very fortunate to like have a ton of work, Um, and so it's been like this combo of like having systems and structures that like do save me some time, and like and, and, and create the business that I want, but also like, I'm I'm building the plane as we're flying it here. Like, let's keep going. <laughs> so yeah. That
2: was That's a lot a of saying yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay. I had never heard it before, but um with this podcast, like everything we were doing early on was building the plane as we're flying.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny, like I've gotten you know, it's it's so flattering, but like so many people have reached out to me and be like, How did you do it? you know, and I go to coffee with people and they're like, How do you accept payment? How do you do this? And I'm like Still figuring that out, you know? Yeah. Um, and it cracks me up <laughs> when people ask me, because I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think there are probably two people, like, I don't know, that's probably, that's probably too much of a generalization, but like, if I had waited until everything was figured out, mm. I never would have gone. I never would have gone. Um, I never would have jumped. Uh, and so I think I just got to this point where I was like, I've kind of gone through hell, you know, two years ago, and like the other side, while challenging and not always linear, has been really good. I'll figure this out too, um, and and I don't have to have it all figured out from from jump. Um, so, so yeah, it's been good. Um, I mean, I would say like, it's weird going from like I manage a small team um, to like really being alone um, and trying to figure out like who are who are, who who are my co- coworkers now? Like, you know, my uh, my contractor and I, who I work with closely. We talk on the phone like every other day he calls and Mm. it's like you know we were joking around we're like we should do a like podcast like drive home podcast you know Mm. because we just like well we rehash things um so yeah i mean that's been a learning experience for me is like who are the people who are my you know who are the people or who should be in my orbit um because i was so used to sort of having that built-in team Mm. uh teach for america and 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 i think like i love my clients like i work with just Mm. the most fun friggin people and it's not quite the same as a team. Um, and so I've had to like figure out what that what that looks like. Yeah.
2: So now that you uh, have this incredible home that you've, you know, ripped a thousand pounds of plaster <laughs> and designed <laughs> to the T, what's your favorite room in your own house? Oh, where so where do you spend question. the
1: most time? Do, how do you ask like it's not like oh your first like who's your favorite kid? My parents would be like my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you, don't have kids. Don't want to <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. They love us all equal. <laughs> um, I mean, what's my favorite room? Uh, I you mean, you can't ju-
2: pick a favorite. Where do you like hang, hang out, out the most? most yeah. mm-hmm.
1: Hang out the most um, in my dining room. I mean, my dining room, and that's probably my favorite. You know, like that was the room when I walked into that house. It was like, this is it. This is where you're gonna be. And I didn't want to see this house because it was like, there's no parking on the like. It's on the main street. There's no parking even on my side of the road. And it was, I don't know, I just like I wasn't intrigued by it mm-hmm. in the way that I had been intrigued by some of the other houses I looked at. Mm-hmm. And uh when I walked in this dining room, I was like, holy shit, like this is the place. And so um, you know, that was one of the first projects I did was my nanny is like my she's she's since passed, but um she was like a badass man. Like mm-hmm. she is unlike any grandmother I'd ever met, uh, like yeah, Nunny was her own person. Uh, like my earliest, okay, wait, sidebar. My earliest memory of my nanny. this is like just so her. Mm. We were in the alley at her house in Sharpsburg and we were cleaning because that's what we did. Like we just cleaned every time we went to my nanny's house. And um, we're cleaning out this shed and she finds this, oh my gosh, this is such a bad story to tell. But she finds this like little mouse nest yeah. and she like, Squeezes it. In and she's like, die, you son of a bitch. And she throws on the ground. Gangster. Yeah. That's so fucked. And then, <laughs> it was so bad. That's so, I mean, one of my earliest memories of her. And then it was just like, you just kept on going. We did, we did slip and slide in the middle of the street on 13th Street down. Like, I mean, she was rough. Rough Italian.
0: Gangster. <laughs> yeah.
1: She was a bomb. She's a bomb. Um, Squish. God, don't, I hope though, sorry. She was a wonderful, also very kind and loving person. Uh, but she, uh, wait, how did I get on my nanny? Oh. Favorite someone, room. Yeah, favorite yeah. room. I uh, blew this picture up of her on the, like, is this, like, one really large wall, and it's, like, an eight and a half by 11 foot wall. And I have this picture of her making Christmas Eve dinner in 1960. And wow. uh, Christmas yeah. Eve is, like, the holiday for Italians. And I blew it up, and I put it up there, mm. and, um, you know, it was, like, I'm so glad I did it before she passed away, mostly because when she saw it, she's like, why the hell you want to look at a picture of me? I'm like,
2: oh, okay, you can't win." <laughs> <mom now." laughs>
1: um, but like, it was so cool. And she was at my house only one time before she passed away. Um, but just to like have that there when she lived like a street over, you know, on the bottom of my dining room table, I have this like dining room table that I like really, really love. And every person who comes over, I make them sign underneath. Um, and especially like when we have like parties and stuff the shit people right Like (laughs) when I'm having a bad day I just like crawl under there and I'm like you know this is this is why we have houses this is why we have homes it's like for that Mm. Um, it's for that community and so that dining room you know and it's a mix of like new stuff and things like like got for free on the side of the road you know my my dad doesn't get uh quite as much love because his family is not from Sharpsburg but like you know have this like Big three nude ladies that he drew. Like, so the nude ladies are on this wall that my father drew. It's kind of weird. And on the other wall is this, like, picture of baby Jesus that my naughty had in every house that she ever lived in. And it's like, I don't know. I don't see that on Pinterest, <laughs> but, like, it works. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, the dining room I think is probably my favorite.
2: Well, I'm definitely coming over because if you hang out in the dining room, that means there's food.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there's always food. There's always food. Oh,
0: so I mean hearing some stories I think we could take a guess, but who's somebody that you would say inspires you?
1: Yeah. I mean I would say my, my nanny. Um she 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 had it rough. Um her life fell apart like very tragically, very quickly. Um we never talked about it. Like I didn't know, you know, kind of her story until I was like eighteen, nineteen years old. Um and I just and then she, you know, my grandfather passed away pretty unexpectedly. She opens up a produce store. She's taking care of my mom. She dropped out of school in third grade. Third grade? That's what, yeah. Take care of her siblings. She had four siblings. You know, they all finished high school. Every one of them finished high school. Um, plywood floors. You know, and like, she never bitched. She never bitched. And like, mm. and like, I don't know. I just look at that and I just see this like strength in a way that like is a little unconventional. Um, I think we like, I don't know. I don't know what it is like about women or something like a strong woman is like, not a strong woman, but like, you you, you get married, you have kids, like, and my nanny did those things, right? And then like, she never remarried. She had like a partner for a little while, but he died. Mm. And uh, and yeah, I mean, and you know, my parents made this incredible home for us, but like also her, you know, I just have these memories at my nanny's <laughs> house, like, I mean, besides the, the but like, you know, like learning how to make frazine, which is like this like bread that uh, you sort of like put in the toaster and it gets hard and like, just like I can see like the muscles in her forearms, you know, Um, and she had like a, a, so she did the produce store thing, didn't go so well. Opens up a, uh, what you call it, um, catering thing. Did that for a little while. She was working until she was like 82. I mean, you know, pressure washing the house, like, I just, um, there was something about her and then I'll stop, but like nothing was beneath her either, you know, like I, she would do anything, um, and I just take, like, take a lot of, I just take a lot from that, um, and she made, she made a lot happen with very little, um, yeah, she was, she was, she was magic, she was magic
2: honestly sounds similar to, like, what you were talking about earlier with, like, the tanning, and, like, can I watch you and, like, roll up my sleeves and clean, too, so definitely yeah. seems like she was a role model. So um, I ask this question to every guest and only share what you're like, comfortable saying, but um, while you were in the tank, did you work through like any significant, like, problem or, like, think about anything, like, big going on in your life?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I did. Like, it's so funny. Like, I speak so highly of my parents, right, and this morning, like, I... Friggin' laid into my dad. I was so annoyed by something mm. he was saying, right? And, um, and I was in the tank and I was like, I am like so kind and so under I think so, so understanding for clients, you know? But here are these people who love me more than anything and I'm mm. short and like, mm. get on with it, dad. Like, come on, like I have too much to do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, these are the people, I mean, you know, my dad pulled me out of some real muck, Mm-hmm. in Charlotte. The man was supposed to stay for two days. He stayed for three weeks to get mm-hmm. me out of that house. And mm-hmm. and uh, and so I think it's like, I think, you know, in this tank, I was like, God, I just want to pick up the phone and call him and be like, I'm really sorry, you know? Um, because I do think it's like easy to be like, okay, all these people who are like paying me um, or supporting me and who are strangers, like, and everybody deserves that, right? Like deserves that time and that care. But like how often the people who are closest to us can get the short end of the stick there. Um, and i feel like i've been doing that with him and so yeah it was just something i was thinking about a lot in there this time
0: it's usually the ones that are closest to us get the most like those two masks drop real quick yeah yeah and it's not their fault but like you're there, you're there it's like i can i feel like i can unwind this steam because of it's been unconventional love but like yeah there's I feel you. It's just one of those things. I think we all do. I mean, it's such one of those moments. And without taking time to reflect on it, it could just. Yeah. So like super cool to hear. Um, last question. We kind of like to do a reflection piece. If you could go back and talk to the woman that left Charlottesville, talk to her the day before that you decided, you know what, fuck the rules. There are no rules. This is my <laughs> life. If you could go back and talk with her. Uh, what would you sh- what would you say and share with her?
1: Yeah. Um I mean I think I'd say like take up some friggin' space. Like take up some goddamn space, you know? Um and you're allowed to like want a big life and you're mm. allowed to like make mistakes. I think I was just obsessed about like keeping it all together and yeah, following the rules, making people like me, and I still have that, you know, like, I'm freaking out that you guys are gonna, like, man, she opened a tank to wa- wipe, wipe <laughs> her eyes, <laughs> not um, at all, though. Yeah. not at all, yeah, <laughs> but Literally, I oh, and, um, yeah. and yeah, I just think, like, you're gonna be okay, like, you're gonna be okay, um, and so many people, so many wonderful people told me that, but, like, I don't know it's like weird to kind of look back on that person and be like I was a shell Um, I was a shell and uh yeah it it really is okay you know Mm. and um I have to like keep reminding myself because like there are things that are happening right now in my life I'm like god you know like this isn't working out the way I wanted it to you know Mm. I want to have kids and I'm like oh you know (laughs) time ticking or whatever and uh and I have to like I think it's the same thing like okay what is like 45-year-old Casey say to me "It's like it's, mm. it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay yeah even if you can't like see you know you yeah. can't see it so
2: you can feel it and I mean I just want to say because you've shared so much you're doing great mm-hmm. and you shouldn't be thinking about wiping your <laughs> eyes because you literally <laughs> yeah. just spilled your entire life story to the world not just the three men that you've never met but, like the world is gonna hear this uh, yeah well, and you're worried about salt <laughs> in the eyes. <ice. laughs> yeah that that's what we were coming right. out with
0: I think that's what makes you so brave and so out there, and you broke that shell. I think your story is amazing. I appreciate you sharing so much because, like, it's cataloged. It can empower other people. You're an inspiration. It was absolutely great to meet you, Casey. Anything for the people?
2: Break the rules. We're out. Thank you. I wanna relax, relax, put my mind at ease Good friends and good vibes, now that's all I need When life hurts, come down and float in levity Let your problems wash away into serenity, whoa